to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mets Podcast. And this week, I have a new guest, a wonderful new guest that I'm super excited to talk with. And I'm glad we're finally able to get together and, and make this happen. So, uh, everyone, please welcome Miss Katie Egan. Welcome to the show, Katie. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. So glad we were able to make this work. Thank you for doing this. Uh, it's always, especially with a new guest, I'm always very like kind of nervous. I'm nervous all the time, but with new guests, I'm like, oh man, I, I, you know, I hope, you know, I, I hope this goes okay. I hope my internet doesn't drop out or, you know, I, I hope I, like, I thought I left my questions at work. And I was rushing home. I was like, oh, no, I, I don't remember what to talk about. So I'm always nervous about having new guests on. But just talking before the, you know, we went live, it's like, OK, I feel a little bit more at ease. You know, you're, you're a friendly person. I appreciate that. So thank you. It's honestly been something I've had to work at. I'm actually really <laughs> shy. No one would know that. But being on podcasts is actually something that I've had to work at. Because I also get really nervous and I want to make sure people want to hear what I have to say. Absolutely. We share that in common. I started doing podcasts with my friends at NeuroRage Radio. And every time I would show up, they would tell me, Dante, you need to talk, like get up on the microphone and talk. Because I would always talk like really, really low and back and like get up on the microphone. And then I think it's just there, though. Because every time I go there now, they still have to tell me to get up on the microphone and talk louder. And I'm like, dude, like, dude, you have a podcast now. I was like, yeah. And my microphones work unlike yours. And then it just turns to this whole thing. But I I always tell everyone this podcast is super casual. Um, you know, I, at least I try to present it that way. You know, I don't I, I'm a shy person too, contrary to what people might think. Like I hide behind a cell phone and Instagram. And when I do this podcast, I'm hiding behind. I mean, if you notice, I'm kind of shielding off so you can only see half my face. It's like, I, I get it. Trust me. I understand. So if at any point, you know, you know, I, you know, I make you feel like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. This is like too much pressure. Let me know. I got this. I have the power of edit on my side. So. <laughs> I, I can control all of that. That's why I don't do this live because I know I, I stutter and I say, um, a lot. So, you know, when this comes out, you'll hear about five ums when in reality, I'm probably going to do it 20 to 30 times. <laughs> so I guess the first thing, you know, I would like to know is with you getting into jujitsu, uh, when and why jiu-jitsu for you? Um, I have been training for about seven years now. Um, I actually found jiu-jitsu by chance. It was one of those, um, you know, I, I it was a Groupon or one of those uh, month-long um, class passes for kickboxing. And 
I wanted to go learn how um, to kick someone's butt. Like I had just gotten out of a abusive relationship and was in a really low point in my life. And I knew I needed something. I needed an outlet. And so I went and tried a kickboxing class and it was completely not what I wanted. It was cardio based. And, you know, I was like, this isn't going to do anything for me. I'm not going to be able to defend myself. And maybe I didn't give it a good enough try. But after that, um, there was a jujitsu class going on and I stuck around and watched it. And I was like, no, that's what I want to do. And the next day I came back and tried jujitsu and I never took another kickboxing class in my life and just went head first into jujitsu. I've heard a few people, not even just on the podcast, but just in like my everyday life. It's like, you know, what got you into jujitsu? And a lot of people started off with kickboxing or some form of like striking martial art and whether it be like you said with kickboxing this is more cardio base versus like i don't know that i'm gonna be able to utilize this um most of them tend to eventually stray to jujitsu <clears throat> with your jujitsu did you i mean i guess right now you are a brown belt correct correct two-stripe brown belt Awesome. I got to add that two stripe in there. You know, I'll put some respect on your name. I got you. Like, no, trust me. I, I, no disrespect. Uh, up to this point with jujitsu, or even back, you know, as you're kind of going along, you know, learning. Did you ever think to yourself, you know, you know, I'm I'm going to make it, you know, this far along or X amount of time or were you just kind of just going with the motions at the time? So when I first started and I was a white belt, purple belt was my goal. Like black belt felt so unattainable that I was like, okay, blue belt, I'll for sure get. Purple belt is what I wanted. And then I became a purple belt. And once you become a purple belt, you're like, well, I've already dedicated this much of my life. Of course, I'm going to get a black belt. Purple is my favorite color. So when I started, that was like, you know what? That's that's where I want to go. I want to get purple. And then, you know, we'll keep going with it. But I just got to get purple. I need purple because favorite color. So. It's the prettiest belt. And I loved being a purple belt. And I call brown belt the poop belt because <laughs> nothing looks good. Like brown rash guards. They don't look good. The brown belt doesn't look good. And then I have an excuse. I'm like, yeah, sometimes my jujitsu is good. And sometimes it's really shitty. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too. I, I always think about that with brown rash guards. I, they just don't look. It, it just looks like, Ugh. like, I guess you got to wear that. And I'm not going to talk trash because I'm a blue belt. I'm not going to go to a brown like, hey, man, your rash guard looks like shit. Because chances are I'm going to get punished the rest of class. So I lay low. But inside my heart, we all know the truth. So you're an active competitor. Uh, competition season's coming up for you uh, with the Europeans. Yeah, Europeans. Awesome. Awesome. Have you done Europeans before or 
No, um, I have never been. I've been to Vancouver, Canada, which for those who don't know is like two hours away from Seattle. So it's like, I really haven't been outside of the country. So this is my big first experience with that. And I am beyond ecstatic to see Europe and, you know, put my name in there for European champion. Like just looking at, you know, kind of, you know, seeing your posts and just, I've been following you for, I don't know how long, probably as long as I've had this account or as long as, I don't know how long you've been active. I know I've been following your account for quite a while and, you know, that's one of the things is like when you talk to somebody and especially if they're an active competitor, it's like in my mind, it's always, oh, cool. You know, they're, you know, my expectations that, you know, they're always winning. They're always winning, which is why the post that you put up the other day, I thought was extremely awesome and very important. And I think I just reposted it. Yeah, I did just repost it earlier, too, because that's, you know, defeat is part of it. It's part of the journey. And you never hear many people really openly talk about that or even, you know, post or so, you know, thanks for that. That, that, I, I think that helped the community a lot. And I know for myself personally, it opened my eyes. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was honestly kind of hard to post. I've actually had that reel, that video made for about a week and I had kind of talked myself into posting it because you know, no one likes, and, and those are just the times I've been subbed as a brown belt. Like that's not even all the times I've lost total. That's all been at brown belt. So over the last year, how many times I've lost and I've won a lot too, but it, and it, it's painful every time you lose. I mean, after Nogi worlds, I got off the mat and I was bawling because I thought it was my day. Like I felt so good. Um, I dominated my first match and then went out and got subbed in about a minute um, in the semifinals. And it's just heartbreaking, but it is 100% part of it. You know, when you think about you have 16 girls um, competing for the number one spot, 15 girls lost them. So most people are losing when they're competing. And even people who made it on the podium, three quarters of them have lost. Yeah, I think that's again an important thing to always be aware of, you know, because we see the the glamour, the glitz, you know, everybody, you know, podium pictures, whether it be, you know, gold, silver, bronze, and then it's like, yeah, but we, you know, don't. A lot of us don't get the behind the scenes of what it took to get there, all the losses, all the, you know, just self-doubt sometimes things like that so can only imagine you know a competitive person that's out there actually actively competing yeah i i can imagine and during your jiu-jitsu journey up to this point um what's a uh you know what's been like uh i guess your favorite moment you know thus far just whether it be competing or uh, promotions or anything, you know, on the mats. Um, so I, this is kind of a two part answer because I can't pick one. Um, sure. So I am now married. I've been married for almost three years and 
my husband, he's a black belt. Um, he's been a black belt for a couple of years now. And he actually proposed to me on the mats because jujitsu is what brought us together. Um, so, and I was like dripping in sweat. I was um, training for worlds and I like had to rip the tape off my hand and everything. Um, but that obviously is one of the most memorable like moments in jujitsu because I mean, it, it's just, it, it just was for us the perfect way to decide to spend the rest of our lives together. And then the second one would have to be my most recent promotion when I got my first and second stripe on my brown belt. Um, it was just around my one year anniversary of my brown belt, um, which is about a week before my birthday. So it was a week before my 30th birthday. And um, so I, I teach at, um, and train at my school. And my coach like brought me up in front to give me a gift. And his wife, who's also a brown belt, she spent hours creating this custom Funko Pop that looked just like me. Um, it had the patches that I wear, the scrunchie, all of that. I don't know how long. I mean, she used Sculpty and painted it and she gave that to me and then had two extra stripes on there. And so that's how I got promoted. Um, and it just I cried because it was such a thoughtful and amazing gift and moment. Um, I mean, it's been a journey in general, but Brown Belt's also been a, a, a long journey. Just hearing like how the, you know, the Funko Pop and everything and it find out that's, you know, you're getting your, your stripes from that. That's got to be really cool. I think, yeah, you posted the, the, uh, the pop and I remember like, dude, that's really cool. It's like, wait, is that her? Like, awesome. Like, like, it's always nice to see, you know, custom things, you know, of people, you know, it's like, that's pretty, pretty cool. I like that. And for you training jujitsu, why is it important for you? Jujitsu itself? Um, it's really important. I mean, I love jujitsu for so many reasons, but a big part of that is how I got into jujitsu, you know, I was came out of an abusive relationship, both physically and emotionally abusive. And um, I was kind of in this like victim mentality um, and I didn't want to feel like a victim anymore. And um, I needed something. And jujitsu is so empowering, um, not just to women, I think to everybody. Um, but I'm a I'm a very small um person. I'm 120 and that's um, actually bigger than I used to be. And um, so jujitsu has given me the confidence and has empowered me to feel strong, even though like physicality, you, you look at me and I'm not a threat. Um, and I like taking that and I like teaching it to other people um, and giving them the, the confidence and empowering them and letting it changed their lives the way it changed mine. But that's, you know, that's important though, you know, that you are able to come from a, you know, a negative situation and really turn, you know, things around and find a positive in jujitsu is I know growing up, having seen, you know, family members and, 
bad relationships and they just never had an outlet, a, a way to get out of it. And, you know, even if they did get out of it, there was just so much trauma afterward that bogged them down. And it's, it's, you know, pretty scary. So, you know, I'm glad that you're able to, you know, find jujitsu and, you know, really turn around. And again, I mean, you're a competitor going to the Europeans and you're doing the ADCC uh, yep, I'm going to do, be doing trials and then pans the week after. That's that, I mean, that's, that's just wild to think, you know, again, where, where you came from, you know, and then you, you know, look at it, you know, seven years later down the line, it's like, you're a rock star. So that's awesome. But I, I'm really, really glad that that's, you know, the turnaround for you. So good. And with being a coach at your gym and teaching new students, what's a couple important things that you like to go over early on for students to really, you know, hopefully would stick with them as they move forward? A big one that I like to emphasize, especially with the women, is boundaries. Um, when I started jujitsu, you know, um, there was a lot of like black belt um, worshiping and all that. And I felt like I couldn't exert boundaries on the mats. If you had a higher belt than me, it was, you know, you don't say no to people that are higher belts than you. So one of the things I always want to make sure that women and and every, and white belts in general and anyone that comes into the academy that they can say no if for any reason they don't even need a reason um it jujitsu for most people it isn't a career it's something um to do as a hobby it's something to get them in shape and they need to feel safe in order to really grow in jujitsu and i that's the biggest thing that i stress is that boundaries are important and in jujitsu, especially when you're trusting your partner not to break your arm when you tap. Yeah, that's especially a an important thing there is that trust. Have you had to use your jujitsu in any outside situation, like self defense situation? Uh, luckily, I have not. I, I really, yeah. I've never been in like a street fight or anything like that. Um, I think it's. You know, I think a lot of situations can be diffused with words um, rather than getting physical. And I've luckily never had to. I, I do think that if I were in a situation where I felt threatened or someone that I'm with was being threatened, that I could use jujitsu to diffuse the situation or to at least, you know, take them down and, and secure them so they're not hurting somebody. But I, I, I really... I, I do teach some self-defense, but it's not my main focus. It's it for jujitsu. I feel like anytime I think about the use of jujitsu outside of the gym, like in a self-defense situation, I always think about Matt Sarah or Henzo Gracie. I guess maybe those New York guys. Maybe, well, it's New York, so who knows what kind of chaos you run into out there. I don't know. I haven't run into any problems in New York, but still. Like, and I mean, I live in the suburbs, like 40 minutes south of Seattle. It's pretty quiet here. Yeah, same. I'm I'm probably 20 minutes from Baltimore, maybe 20 minutes from Annapolis. 
you know, I, I tend to stay in my own little bubble away from the cities because it, I mean, even out here, sometimes you might run into a knucklehead, you know, at a karaoke night. It's like, uh, okay. Just, or in the little area that I live in, I've seen people, there was a guy at a gas station really yelling at the clerks and just making a scene. And in my head, I'm thinking, just watch where it goes. Don't go over and say anything. Because, yeah, the best defense is, you know, deflecting with words, you know, if you can. And I don't know what was going on with the guy, but he walked out, went to his friend, and he was screaming at his friend. And was like, okay. And and at no point did anyone think to call 911. Like, hey, let's get this guy out of here. They were just like. Maybe they're just in just as much shock as I was. So I was like, dude, just buy some Pringles and, and a Gatorade. You'll be okay. You like, have Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yourself. In jujitsu, I know like you were saying, you know, early on, you know, there was a you know, a lot of black black belt worship and uh, especially for white belts and things. Do you have any specific mentors or uh, grapplers that you look up to and has you know how they carry themselves or train or compete you know has that you know shaped you in any ways i guess i probably did when i first started but now that i'm a brown belt it's 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 kind of shifted because those people that i looked up to are soon going to be people i'm going to be competing against so i don't i i wouldn't say that i strive to be any of them. Um, I would say that the only um, mentor that I really have is my my professor, my coach, James Foster, which makes sense because he brought me up. I came to him as a four-stripe blue belt and he gave me my purple on my brown belt. And him and, and Jiva are his professor, both of them. I, I really admire how they hold themselves and the type of people they strive to be. Um, but I've always been kind of my own person where I don't want to emulate someone else. I want to be my own person. And I I want to just put like my best foot forward and be the best person I can be and leave people a little bit better. And, and so I, I don't think that there's anyone that I, I necessarily look up to. There's a lot of jujitsu that I admire. There's amazing athletes out there. Um, but that, I mean, you could pinpoint pretty much all the top athletes. And I could say, I want that part of their game and that part. With pursuing jujitsu, I guess at this point, especially being a competitor, when it comes to competing and just, I guess, you know, getting ready, what have been some of the tougher challenges that you've had to, I guess, early on, especially kind of go through or get over just as you continue to grow in the sport? I think the biggest thing is just my mental training. I used to be extremely nervous and anxious before every competition where I wasn't really performing to my best ability because I let my mental game kind of break. And so then I wouldn't do as well as I think I could have had I been a little bit mentally stronger. Um, so now I put a huge emphasis on my mental training and making sure that I utilize all the tools I can so I can go in there feeling the best I can, both physically and mentally. What drives you 
to compete? Are you just naturally a competitive competitive person or what, like, what's the drive? I am an extremely competitive person. Um, I've been in sports all my life um, from growing up into college. So I really love that part of it. I love seeing myself improve from competition to competition. Um, I also think it really helps me personally set mini goals. It's not necessarily about winning the tournament. Well, that's always the goal. I can see my improvement. I, I'm During competition season, I usually compete about once a month. And I think part of the reason I've grown so fast as a jiu-jitsu athlete is because I compete so often. I am always been one of the smallest, if not the smallest person at my academy. And so it's hard to test where you jujitsu is, especially when they know what you're working on. And so going out and competing is the best way to see where I'm at, what I need to work on, how I can be better. And like I said, while winning is always the goal, I'm also just competing against myself and the version I used to be. It's like everything you say, it's like it's just one inspirational thing after the other. I'm like, dude, like, 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 I feel like I'm at like a public like speaking like <laughs> seminar right now. I was just like, you're saying all the things that I need to hear. This is awesome, and and that's you know excellent too. It's just you know I'm always curious as to you know when people are competitive. It's like, you know, because I know a lot of people that are competitive. I'm competitive, but when it comes time to go out there and get on those mats, I'm like, oh, um, I don't know that I want to do this. This this makes me feel funny. I got these weird butterflies going on right now and these nerves and I can't feel my arms. So it's like, you know, there's different levels of being competitive. And I'm always curious, especially when you're doing, you know, these bigger tournaments, you know, what's that drive? Is it always been there or is it, you know, one day you start doing jujitsu and one morning you say, you know what, I think I want to do this. Uh, what sports did you play previously? Uh, so uh, growing up, I did do Taekwondo. I did a little bit of everything. I did Taekwondo. Um, I got my purple belt in like six months. You know, it took me much longer in jujitsu. Um, I did gymnastics, um, uh, softball in high school. I did softball, swimming and diving, um, tennis, uh, snowboarding. I've, I've done that for the past like 15 years. Um, and then in college I was on, um, the wakeboarding team. West coast is way different than the East coast. Like, when you said I actually grew up in Wisconsin. Oh yeah, I forgot your your Badgers fan. I remember we, we were going back and forth a little bit about that. Yeah. Go blue. Yeah, I think I think Michigan put it on Wisconsin this past year in football. So like I was gonna message you, but I was like, I don't think she remembers that. I was talking smack the year before, and I think Wisconsin beat Michigan. So I, I kind of backed down and just was like, I, I have nothing to say. Like no blue. But that's it just it's wild here. Like you had a diving team. Like, that's cool. Like, I don't think our schools, I don't think we have pools nearby other than like, you know, outside pools, like for the summer. So that's pretty cool. And then, um, snowboarded actually there's 
uh, previous guests I had on. They've been doing snowboarding for quite a while too. So always see surfing, a lot of jiu-jitsu players surfing, and now it sounds like snowboarding too. I guess maybe I should look into that. I don't know if I'm going to go surf. I'm not the strongest swimmer. So, but snowboarding seems like I can, I can handle that. As long as you like the cold. See, ah, oh, drats, I don't. Yeah, it, <laughs> it actually snowed here today. It, it, they're claiming that we're going to get some snow and it's going to accumulate. And here in Maryland, if you say snow, the grocery stores fill up quick and they, everyone buys all the milk, the bread, the water. And it's like, they do this all the time. It's like, wait, what happened to all the milk, bread, and water that you bought last week? Hey, did you eat it all? Like, how long did you think you were going to be snowed in? So that's, that's what we how do, Seattle though. is, too. It, it honestly, um, part of the reason I like living here is it doesn't get that cold. Um, you know, today is is a rare day. The, um, the garbage can got frosted over outside which is very rare it's usually you know 40s 50s but I, i'm i grew up in wisconsin but i no longer like the cold i i'm originally from detroit and i've never liked the cold and i got to maryland thinking oh yes we're away from it wait why is it snowing so yeah yuck cold and we we have bizarre weather here where uh was it january 2nd it was 60 degrees, you know, we're out in short sleeve shirts and having a good old time. And the very next day, I think we had like a foot of snow. <laughs> it's like, huh, but eh, whatever. We don't need the cold. We don't need no stinking cold with doing, I was going to ask you, you know, had you done any other martial arts prior to jujitsu uh, in Taekwondo counts? <laughs> So you only went up to purple belt in Taekwondo. I, I did it only for like six months to a year when I was a kid. After that, I, I kind of moved on and, and focused on other things. So before I tried jujitsu, I honestly didn't know what it was. And, you know, once I learned what jujitsu was, I watched my first UFC fight. And I honestly, I didn't know the difference between UFC and WWE. It all looked the same. And I know there's probably people that are going to be like, like WTF? How did you not know? I just I didn't know. I mean, to you know, the untrained eye, it all looks the same. You know, people in skinnily clad clothing, and they're sweaty, and you know they're in WWE. They're jumping off ropes, and in MMA, they're like not jumping off of things, but it still looks like okay. That like that all looks the same. I I definitely get that. It's. It's weird thinking too when you look back on those. I think I was always an MMA fan, and then once I started taking jujitsu, I was able to look at MMA a lot differently. Versus, you know, before I was just looking like, oh, punch him, punch him more, punch him harder. Why are you <laughs> kicking? Kicks are dumb, and people are like, why don't you go watch boxing? Because boxing's dumb too. Like, do some of that ground kung fu. It's like, you mean jujitsu? Yeah, whatever. With doing, you know, jujitsu up to this point and, you know, just your level of training, had, have you dabbled any at all with any other, you know, striking arts at this point? Or are you just strictly 
just focuses on jujitsu, you know, no like cardio kickboxing or Muay Thai or anything. I've, um, you know, I, I will every now and then put on some gloves and, and punch some stuff. And I, I love punching somebody. I don't necessarily like getting punched. You know, I, I, some people honestly like that. And I don't, I, I want to punch people. I don't want to get punched. So I, I did think about getting into MMA before. And I actually was supposed to have a combat jujitsu match back when I was a blue belt or purple belt, um, but it ended up falling through. So I have thought about doing it. It just hasn't happened. And right now my focus is just jujitsu. I don't remember the last time. It's been at least over a year since I laced up a pair of gloves. Actually, that was going to be my next question. Is any thought to MMA? Um, just because, you know, I, I think about it, you know, jiu-jitsu is a major part of MMA. So I always wonder if people, you know, kind of have those thoughts. And also with combat jiu-jitsu really, you know, kind of growing in popularity. You know, I always wonder, so is there a next step to this? I, I would do a combat jiu-jitsu match. Um, I would love to do that even just once just to say I've done it. But I, I really don't think I will ever transition to MMA. Okay. I, I The next step for me would be to open up my own academy, not to go into MMA. It's like you're reading the questions right out of my brain. <laughs> it's like every time you answer, it's like, I was about to ask that next. Um in like combat jujitsu, how do you feel about that? Like when it came about, was is it, there? There are a lot of people that were, I don't know, I saw a lot of people really, really like super against it. It's almost like there was never a middle ground. It was like either people really loved it or they really hated it. And I think I was might have been the only person I was kind of like, I guess. I think it's awesome, especially if you don't want everything, but you want to add a little bit. Um, and honestly, though, I feel like sometimes the hits from combat jiu-jitsu can be worse because you don't have any padding. And, you know, if they're if, if it's a slap, OK, but if, if they're doing like an open palm strike, those can be pretty deadly. Uh, yeah, I could just imagine also. If they cup their hands, I don't know if this is illegal. It might be illegal if they cup their hands a little bit and kind of hit the air. It could probably do some damage, but I don't think I want to. I don't think I want any part of that either. I, you know, <laughs> I don't think I don't. I haven't heard a bunch of combat jujitsu talk here in Maryland. I hope it stays that way because I don't, don't want to be in the gym. I think one time my coach had me help with a private with a police officer. And he had us put on MMA gloves. And I don't know how. I was in his guard and he just punched up and caught my chin. And I just dropped. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty certain I am not built for getting punched in the face. <laughs> like, So I definitely don't want to get into any combat jiu-jitsu either. But it's it's always just been a weird one to me where it's like, you know, again, everyone either really loved it or really hated it. And it's like, I mean, there's room in the middle. I'm in the middle. It's like, I wouldn't do it myself personally, but I do find 
interest in watching it. Uh, so a big reason I would want to do it is because I think, um, you know, I think we've all heard the, oh, you know, I could just punch you in the face and then what would happen to your jujitsu? <laughs> so part of me wants to take a combat jujitsu and be like, yeah, my jujitsu still works, even though you can slap me. True, true. You know, I always love hearing that about it. Like jujitsu doesn't work in the streets. I'll just hit you or or I just stand up, bro. But I, I, I think it's just um, always funny when people say that because, yeah, but we can too. They're like, oh, I can scratch you and eye gouge you and punch you. And you're like, okay, I can also do that. And I have jujitsu. Exactly. That My cousins would always say that. It's like, well, what if I do this? You could do that. I can too, though. And yeah. I can also choke you. Um, the The one that but I don't know why, well, I know why, because they're from Detroit. But, but the first thing my cousins always say is like, well, what if I have a gun? I was like, do you have a gun now? No. So you're going to get your ass beat. Um, <laughs> so with Europeans upcoming, and then after that, you say you have ADCC and then PANS. Is there, like, which one are you looking most forward to? Europeans, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I get to go to Italy, which it's Italy. I mean, I've never been to Italy, but it's Italy. Like, I, you know, you don't ever hear something, oh, I'm going to Italy. Like, that sucks. It's like, <laughs> you're going to Italy? How awesome is that? I'm sure these people in, in Europe that just think Italy is just Italy, but I'm American and it's Italy. Like, I get to go see the Colosseum and the Vatican and all this culture and history in addition to competing in another country. I mean, fair points. And, and I'm, I'm sure yet yeah, there are Europeans out there just like, got to go to Italy again. I really wish we had something else. So in prepping for, you know, competition season, you know, what, what what's like kind of the time window for you? Cause you have those three upcoming in after pans, uh, you know, as long as things don't shut down on us again, um, you know, is there, you know, kind of a tentative ideal what's after that, or is just kind of, you know, you wait for the schedules to come out to get a better I'll, idea. I'll be waiting for the schedules to come out. Um, I'm kind of hoping that we're going back to a normal IBJJF tournament schedule. Um, I mean, 2021 was rough, um, especially as a competitor because, in September was PANS, then October was Nogi Worlds, November, November was Master Worlds, and then December was Adult Worlds. So I had four majors in four months. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that I can take like after PANS a little bit of time off and maybe just ref and do some local or smaller opens type of thing and then gear up for Worlds, which is normally, you know, beginning of June, but it hasn't been announced yet. Um, so it's kind of one of those things that I'm just kind of waiting and seeing. Um, but I, I'm also hoping to get some seminars and, and stuff as well. Um, have you done, you've done a fight the winds before. Yes, okay. I have. All right. And what was that experience like for you? Well, so what was your first fight to win? Um, it was a couple of years ago. I had just gotten my purple belt. Um, it was like, Three months after I got my purple belt and I was going against a brown belt. 
Um, and it was my fight to win debut. And I was so excited because at that point, you know, now it's open for blues and up, but back then you had to be a purple belt to get on fight to win. And, and so I was so excited. Um, and I, I got, um, I got a fight with a brown belt and it was fine. And I went out there and it was, I felt like a white belt again. Um, not because I lost, I actually won, but because of the nerves and everything was, it was back. It, it had been different. I had done pro fights before, but it just felt different um, there. But it was, it was one of the best experiences I've ever had because we had table upon table from our academy. And so after I walked out, like I looked out and they're all cheering and like yelling my name and you know, I'm a brand new purple belt. Like no one really knew who I was. And so it was like the best feeling ever to feel that supported. So when you like hearing you talk about the nerves there for fight to win, when you go into any of your other tournaments, you have, uh, you know, butterflies and nerves just like anyone else or are you like ice cold you know just go out there and not a care in the world you're out there with the, with the mission um it's kind of a little bit of both i do <clears throat> i utilize a lot of like positive self-talk so so how i look at how i feel it might be a little different than other athletes um i do feel like the nerves or the butterflies or whatever you want to call it but like physiologically nervousness and excitement are the exact same thing. Your body feels the same. It's just the negative or positive connotation that you're putting on it. So instead of giving power to my nerves and saying, I'm nervous, I'll say I'm excited. And, and then it becomes a positive thing. And then I get to use that positive energy in my match rather than it being something that's bad and negative and taking away from it. You're like the perfect self-help <laughs> person for jiu-jitsu right now i'm like i'm taking these words i'm like dude this is that's amazing just you know to be able to channel it that way though so it's you know good information to kind of have pocketed there and it, it's definitely something that you can't you have to work at it's mm -hmm. not something that you know i don't i don't want your listeners to be like all right i'm gonna switch that and it's going to be a game changer. It takes time. Like being able to utilize the things that I've read about and listened to and learned about over years. It's taken years of training and, and working with people for my mental training to get to this point where I'm at now, where I can go out and feel what I'm feeling, but turn it into something positive. Have you, have you ever spoken with the sports psychologist before or this just kind of you know through your experiences you just kind of um i i have not um mm -hmm. i i am um really huge proponent and like self-help books so i've read a lot about mental training i've listened to podcasts and audiobooks and i own several books um and through that i i have um gotten better and figured out what works for me and and it's still a work in progress. I mean, there will still be times with like anything that my mental game isn't where I wish it were. Okay. And I think that's okay. I mean, it's kind of like jujitsu, you know, sometimes you feel like you're on top of the world. And sometimes you're like that worked yesterday. 
you know, the cliche, sometimes you're the hammer, sometimes the nail. It's not just jujitsu. That's just life. So before we start recording, we kind of briefly talked about the ideal of you potentially doing a podcast. Is that something that you're actively pursuing? Um, yes. Um, I actually wanted to start a podcast last year. I have all the gear and everything. Um, but then we bought a house and life kind of happened. So it didn't happen in 2021. So in 2022, I will be putting out a Women Who Roll podcast um, about and for women on the mats, trying to encourage more women to train, to compete, to stay in jujitsu, and just kind of give more of a female perspective of jujitsu and showcase some of the matches that happen that other people don't talk about because it's women's jujitsu. Sure. I think that's extremely important. So I'm looking forward to hearing that. Um, just like, like I've said before, I encourage everyone to do a podcast. I think it's important that, you know, voices get heard. And as one of my teammates kind of pointed out about podcasts, especially I'm just a guy, you know, um, just a guy in Maryland. And the thing that he said was like, you know, you hear all the podcasts with all the, you know, big name black belts and, you know, MMA fighters, but, you know, the everyday person, you know, whether it be a hobbyist or whether it be an up and coming competitor, you know, we don't really get to hear their stories. And also for you doing a, uh, a women who roll podcast for women, I think that's very important to hear those stories and experiences. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and that's what it's going to be called women who roll or it, it is. I mean, that's kind of been my brand and I just want to kind of expand on that. And, you know, it's one of those things that I wanted that coming up. I wanted to hear more women in jujitsu and eventually it was like, okay, if they're not going to do it, why don't you do it? Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, the, the bigger thing from that too, is like, if someone else isn't doing it, you know, the ball's in your court. So that's awesome. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Katie, thank you for doing this. This has been an amazing experience and I've been looking forward to this and I'm so glad we, we you know, we got to do this. This is, this is so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad that we were able to find a time and it was an absolute pleasure to talk to you finally face to face. <laughs> well, I mean, for us, at least it's face to face yes. for the listeners. It's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, half of my face, I kind of yeah. hide off to the side a little bit. It, uh, it started with a full face and then it slowly <laughs> moved over. It's, every time I became aware, it's like, oh, you see too much of your face. No, 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 move, 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 get out of there. Um, are there any uh, shout outs or mentions that you want to throw out there? Um, I will um, just want to thank my sponsors. I'm sponsored by a couple of places. Um, the big ones are Fuji and Gaidama. Um, and I have a discount code for anyone who likes them. Um, it's WR10. Um, and then there's other ones. Um, and follow me on Instagram at Women Who Roll BJJ and TikTok at Women Who Roll. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, and then go to my blog, womenwhoroll.com. Cool. I'll put all of those in the show notes as well for 
you all who, if anyone actually does kind of scroll through the Instagram post that I do, hopefully they do. I'll have that all included there. Um, so thank you again. And for the listeners, as always, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening again. You know, I get nervous when I do this. So whenever I know that people are listening to the podcast, it's exciting. It's exciting to know that, you know, we have great guests that come on that people want to hear their story and you all listening just kind of proves it. So thank you, everyone. I want to do a big shout out to my good friends over at Armbar Attic. That's Eric and Allie, uh, you know, a couple crazy kids out in Denver, Colorado, uh, with some awesome rash guards and t-shirts. And I actually just got an email. My rash guard has been shipped. So I'm excited. Can't wait to get it. Um, so go check them out on Instagram and go check out the website, armbaraddict.com. Um, also, be sure to check out Colompton Social Club. It is my other podcast, my buddy Steve and I. It was just a random podcast, just guys talking, but suddenly it turned into a beer review podcast. So um, if y'all like beer, I don't, but <laughs> I review them and... Um, Go check it out. And also we talk about just silly things. We talk about things that, you know, you sit around with your friends and talk about. So sometimes it might not be appropriate, but go give it a listen. And last but not least, my newest podcast, So You Like Horror, episode three will be out at the end of the week. So go check it out. I did some horror movie episodes here on Off the Mats back in October, and I enjoyed it. I like doing the research and I watch horror movies all the time anyway, even though I have a haunted basement. So it just doesn't seem like it adds up, but it really does. Um, but go check it out. Episode three is going to be my wife and I. And we're going to be talking about zombies and the zombie genre, where it came from, where it's at and where it's going. So be sure to check that out. Um, otherwise, again, thank you so much. If you all have any questions, concerns, reach out to me. Off Mats Podcast on Instagram bjj.wiki on Instagram. Um, I have an email address too. I don't really check it, but it's off the mats 2020 at gmail.com. So uh, if y'all got any questions, concerns, you want to send in some suggestions because I love suggestions because I'm still new to this. So I, I need to know how it sound. Go ahead, reach out to me. Um, otherwise, you all keep listening. I will keep making this podcast in the show. Thank you so much, everyone. Love you. Ciao. They Now let me see his song.